You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, welcome to episode 195 of the Blended Family Podcast. Hope you're all doing really, really well. Uh, This is two weeks in a row that I'm putting out a show, and I'm really trying to get back to my schedule of every week, but I definitely am not going to make you any promises. I'm doing my best, but we've just been really busy with everything else, as you know. Um, So let's see. I don't have a lot of announcements today. I've got a great expert interview with Lori and David Sims from The Nacho Kids, and I think you're really going to enjoy the interview. And make sure you stay tuned all the way to the end if you like what they have to say, because there is going to be a special offer for my listeners for them. So let's see. Uh, Coaching with me. I've been doing a lot of that. Now, if you live near me, near Melbourne, Florida, I I will offer to come and meet with you. I have somebody else that lives in the area, and I coach her, and we get to meet actually face-to-face, and I know we can't do that with everybody, but if you don't live in my area, we can definitely hop on a call over Zoom, and if you go to my scheduling link, which is blendedfamilypodcast.com, slash schedule, you can see all the scheduling options. We have options for just a consultation if you see whether you want to work with me or not. We have options for uh, one, three, or five. And of course, if you book five sessions at a time, you would definitely get a discount on that. And that's for people who really just want to figure out how to create more peace in your blended family. You know, with my coaching, I definitely can't make all your problems go away, but I can certainly try to help you cope with things and I can offer tips and suggestions and definitely get you to a peaceful place. And uh, so definitely let me know if you want to work with me one-on-one. And in addition to coaching for blended families for all of those kind of struggles and emotional issues, I can also help you with your financial issues now because that is the third business that we had started over a year ago. And so there's different things that we can cover in your financial review. And that is free to everyone, by the way. If you just go to that scheduling link and you click on free financial review, you will get me for an hour just sitting with you talking about whatever your current issues are and what you might need help with. We help with all kinds of things. We help people learn how to save and make money. We teach how to establish emergency funds. We can go over budgeting. We can go over making sure your family is properly protected. We do estate planning. We do investments. We do all kinds of things. And so definitely let me know if that's something that I can help you with. I'm really enjoying being able to add that aspect to the help that I give you already. So I hope to hear from you on that. Now, I am in the process of revamping the website. So if there are any kind of glitchy things going on over the next few weeks, just bear with me. We're trying to give it a little refresh on the website there. And I'm working on refreshing some other things too. It's just going to take me some time and kind of doing one thing at a time because there's so much going on. So I appreciate you being patient as I make some changes to the platform and to the website and to everything that I'm doing. And 
I'm not going to do a financial tip today. I just want to get right into the interview here with Lori and David. There's a lot of good stuff, a lot of juicy stuff. I think you're really going to like it. Uh, make sure that you share the podcast with a friend. Be sure to rate me on iTunes. Give me a review, an honest review. And to go there, it's blendedfamilypodcast.com slash iTunes. And, of course, feedback is always welcome. Melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com for all of your, uh, any kind of feedback, really, or any tips, or maybe you have a show topic you want me to cover. Definitely let me know. I love to hear from you. And the last thing is I am going to have a debt consolidation specialist coming on the show soon. So that is definitely something that you're going to want to watch out for. But in the meantime, if you have questions about debt, or debt consolidation, or anything on the topic, please send them my way, because I will hold those aside when we get ready to interview my expert from the debt consolidation company. All right, that is it for my announcements today. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you enjoy this interview, and we'll see you next week. Hi, everybody. I am so excited today to welcome Lori and David Sims to the show. Lori is a blended family coach and is the co-founder of Nacho Kids LLC, which seeks to educate and empower blended families on how to effectively use the Nacho Kids method to save their marriage and their sanity. The Nacho Kids Method is a proven system for dynamic disengagement and re-engagement for blended families. After experiencing the amazing results this technique had on her blended family, Lori refined the process through years of living the blended family life and helping other step families through difficult challenges of their own. Seeing the positive effect it had drives Lori to share the Nacho Kids Method with the world. The Nacho Kids Method, as she and her husband jokingly named the process, was the real blended lifesaver. Lori's blended family was not just surviving, they were thriving. And she gives credit to Nacho Kids for saving her, saving her marriage, helping her bond with her stepkids, and helping her deal with other challenging areas of life. Welcome to the show, Lori and David. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so that was good. a long bio. I, yeah, it was. But you know, it, it, it's really good to to have the entire bio to see really what you guys are about and what you're doing here with Nacho Kids. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. But first, why don't you guys just introduce yourselves and tell us about your blended family? Okay. Uh, Dave and I have currently been married. What, what year? How many? One hundred and eight years. <laughs> No, I think we're. Go this will be ten years in October. Yeah. The first year or so was okay, and then reality hit around year two, and everything just went crazy. And that's when we started doing what we now call the Nacho Kids method. When we met, um, David had a son that was ten, triplets that were nine, and I had a son that was four. Mm -hmm. So we definitely had our struggles. Um, trying to do the blend. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, like she said, it started out good in the beginning. You know, everybody was kind of uh, excited and this new thing that was happening, but it didn't take long before, you know, it was me putting a lot of pressure on her to kind of pick up the, the role of a, of a mom and, and do these things that, you know, I expected her to do around the house. And then the kids were fussing and fighting because now they have this new you know, stepbrother in the house and, 
and uh, and a stepmom that's asking them and telling them to do things because you know I need her to to you know help out when I'm not around. And of course, we learned uh, pretty quickly that that was not going to work the way we thought it was. <laughs> it made everyone miserable. Yeah, yeah, it's very difficult. Well, tell me, um, David, at the time because you had you said triplets, and yes, and, okay, and and how and there was an older kid and then the triplets. Right. Okay. And so was your ex-wife involved at that time? <laughs> Define involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the arrangement like? I mean, did you have your the sole custody of your kids? Was there visitation? How did that work? So originally I had them probably about 85% of the time. Okay. Um, she was doing other things. And um, when she decided that she wanted to be a more active mom, we ended up uh, going back to court and, and doing a 50-50 custody schedule. Um, and I do have to interject and say that it was easier when we had them more. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, the reason I asked that question, too, is because in your introduction, you were saying how, you know, you expected her to take on this certain role in the house. And so when you mm -hmm. said that, I assumed that you probably did have the kids there a good amount of the time. Otherwise, you wouldn't have really been expecting that if they were just there maybe every other weekend. Um, and right. so and I understand what you're saying, Lori, about it is easier when you have them more because the transitions are so difficult. And sometimes, I mean, for us, we had every other weekend was the visitation, you know, back then. But I know that there are some people now that, that switch every week or some people switch every few days. And that can be very challenging with transitions and with influence from the other parents and what goes on in the other households. It could be very, very challenging. So I understand, Lori, what you're saying about that. Um, so the kind of challenges that you had in the beginning uh, before Nacho Kids, Lori, why don't you talk about those a little bit? Because I heard what David said, um, and a lot of, you know, you have one child there, and he had four, and triplets, my gosh, I don't even, I don't even know, that just, you know, that's, that's tough in itself, so tell me, Lori, uh, in your words, what was it like there at the beginning for you? Why was that so challenging for you? Um, you know, in the beginning, I went from being a single mom to one child to coming into a home with, you know, basically five more people. And just the amount of people made things chaotic, you know, at times. And so I had to learn to adjust with that. And David, I don't know if it's a guy thing or <laughs> what, but the couch is not to sit on. It's a jungle gym. It's a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, here I am thinking, stop running through the house because, you know, that's my kid wasn't taught it's okay to run through the house. And he's like, come on, let's cut all the lights off and chase each other. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a big thing. And then we had, you know, the kids, they just were not receptive to anything I told them. They wouldn't necessarily talk back, but they wouldn't do what I told them. You know, even if it was as simple as brush your teeth. And you have to think with four of them, they would sit upstairs and, you know, plan the attack on Lori. <laughs> <laughs> so I was fighting that. And um, we actually learned recently from one of the stepkids that he really started not liking me when I picked my son over them when there was an argument. Mm. Yeah. And that was interesting because I thought they didn't like me because I was telling them what to do. Yeah, it was just, it was just one incident. Like one time, they got into an argument early on, mm -hmm. and um, his 
his viewpoint was that her son was was lying, whether he was or wasn't, I don't know. Everybody has a different reality sometimes when things happen, especially when they're young. But uh, she did not want to hear what he had to say. Her son was right, and that's what he understood. And from that point on, he he didn't care to have anything to do with her. Right. Wow, that must have been really challenging. And it is so hard. I remember the same thing. I mean, you know, our kids are older now, too, and they don't have as many, you know, arguments or disagreements. But back then, I remember having the same problem between Sean and I where you want to be fair, as fair as possible. But you're right. No matter how fair you even are, the children see things with their own eyes and their perception is their reality. And of course, sometimes it's just they don't think that it's fair and it's a very difficult position to be in as a step parent. Um, I also think it's funny that, you know, just listening to you guys talk, the difference between a dad and a mom sometimes. And it's just, it, it might be a stereotype, but dads are just more playful. I mean, listen, I can't be a dad. I, I'm mom. I'm I'm a little bit more strict. I'm more structured. I'm more routine. I'm more of the naggy, boring. But I'm I'm mom. You know, I'm different. And and Sean was always this fun play dad. And I could never be play mom. That's just not who I was, and that wasn't my role. Um, but I think it's interesting that you had your kids a lot of the time, and you know, it's just different with a dad. It's just different. And so, it is. Yeah. And if we did, if we acted like they did. Nothing would ever be accomplished That's in the right. house. That, you know what? There's a place for moms can't be dads. Dads can't be moms. And I think that there's a place for everybody in the house. And and you guys have figured out how to make it all work. So so let's get into that a little bit. I want to know, because when you contacted me first about Nacho Kids, I, before I had done the research, I was like, Nacho Kids, Nacho Kids. I like nachos, but I don't know what that has to do with kids. So and, until I spoke with you, and I really, I, I thought it was very clever. So go ahead and, and explain how the name came about and how the whole thing really came about. Um, it, it was, I guess I had to go back to a counseling session that we had. Um, and this was during the time when we were on the verge of divorce. And it was kind of our last ditch effort to, uh, to fix things. And we were going to a marriage counselor and, and Lori was, uh, you know, making comments about, you know, well, I, I tell them to, to brush their teeth because I care about them. And, and the counselor would say, okay, but they're not your kids. And everything yeah. that I said, he would say, they are not your kids. <laughs> yeah. And, and her, his point was, you know, it's not her, uh, her responsibility to uh, to try to raise those kids. They're they're my responsibility, and so that was the point for her. But it was also the point to me that you know they're my responsibility to make sure that happens. And so he kept saying they're not your kids, not your kids. And so on the way home, we you know we were talking about the session, and you know she's kind of fussing about how she didn't think he said anything to her that was worthwhile. <laughs> and, and she just kept saying, I don't think he'd say, is they nacho kids? They nacho kids. <laughs> and so then we kind of started, uh, every time something would happen, uh, we would kind of cut up about that. And, and if she said anything to my kids, I'd be like, look in here, they nacho kids. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of how it all started and, and, and how the name came about. Well, and two, on the way home from that counseling session, um, this counselor knew me previously because I took my son to counseling. And so he knew how he needed to approach me. And we're riding down the road and it was like a 
you know, ray of sunlight coming from heaven and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, they're not my kids. You know, if David doesn't care if their teeth fall out, then why should I? Why am I always being the bad guy? Why am I putting the target on my back? And I was like, I'm creating my own misery. And then from that point forward, it's like it just clicked in my head and I stepped back and redefined my role as a stepmom and it just turned out to be awesome. Yeah, which the the whole stepping back thing was really what I needed her to do. Uh, We just didn't. We didn't know how that looked at the time because we were just trying to figure things out. I mean, I had even mentioned, you know, the possibility of her moving out for a little while and moving back just because I needed her uh, to, to back off of the responsibilities and back off of the kids and back off of everything. And, you know, fortunately, she didn't move out. And I don't think that would have been a good idea looking back. But uh, but because she was able to, to understand she needed to step back, it, it I mean, it like immediately released a lot of pressure in the household. And then we were able to kind of try to figure things out from there. Well, the concept itself sounds amazing. What I feel that people are probably questioning right now as they're listening is, but how, because it's so hard to do, right? Because you're, you're, let's say you're, you're there in the blended family and you Every, listen, everybody feels like we all know what's best, right? As a parent, we all think that our way is the best. And we're watching the other parent maybe struggle with something or, or not handle something maybe in the way that we think it should or we think we would handle it. And how it, it is so difficult to not say something and to not be bothered by the fact that things aren't being handled the way you want. I mean, as, as a control freak myself, I know that I'm guilty of it. And But the difference with me is I've learned, and and by the way, we didn't have custody of my husband's kids until much later on, like a couple of years ago. So it was less of an issue for me, Lori, than you, who had them there 85% of the time. But even after they moved in, now as teenagers, I have a hard time, but I... I know that I can't say anything. I know that it's not my place, but I will still get frustrated sometimes and I will still try to talk to my husband about things that are going on. And then so maybe what you're telling me is maybe I even need to learn how to back off, right? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> for It's for your own health and sanity. Um, I'm very outspoken and it was really, really hard for me to do this. And I guess that's why I tell people all the time, if I can do it, you can do it. Believe me, I'm serious because I did not keep my mouth shut for anything. And when I had to start doing this, I would have to do a mental pause and either walk out of the room. That was my that was my go to is I would just walk out of the room or, you know, mentally tell myself they are not my kids and change my focus. Right. You know, whatever we focus on grows. And it's so much easier to notice what somebody else's kid is doing wrong or what other parent is doing that you don't agree with, whether it's your husband or not, that we have to realize the mental weight that we carry by trying to worry about everything. Okay. So let me ask you this, because it's still, you know, it's trying to wrap my head around this. So what about... I understand for like, oh, they're not brushing their teeth or they didn't eat their vegetables or they didn't do their homework. But what about if it's a major distraction in the house? Like, let's say, hmm, 
Let me find an example here in my head. What if it's a child who's being um, either bullying other kids in the house or maybe is being destructive in the house, really affecting the house or everybody else in it? Do you still not get involved? You, don't, you never nacho safety. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's one thing that we always say. I would not get involved if it was my son. If my son was involved, then of course I'm all up in it. Okay. You know, and I would normally just remove him from the situation. If it was David's kids and I heard them fighting upstairs or something like that, and I thought things were getting out of control, I would text him and say, you may want to check on the boys. Okay. Not your kids are driving me slap crazy. (laughs) You know, they sound like elephants. It would, you may want to check on them. It sounds like they're fighting or, you know, you have to really be careful when you, Talk about somebody's kids that you don't get the other person getting defensive straight off the bat. Yeah, which happens a lot, right? Because we are very protective of our own kids. And as soon as somebody says something, of course, we get very upset. David, how... How was it affecting you? I mean, I, I, I know your position because I, I see my husband's position sometimes. And he feels very in the middle sometimes if I'm asking or telling him to do something... Even if he knows that I'm right, but he's the one that has to implement it. And it's very (laughs) struggling for him because he also is in the middle with his kids. He can't make everybody happy at the same time. So I know the pressure that he's under sometimes. Um, Was that how you felt too? Uh, Yes. Uh, Not only that, but, you know, you have the pressure of the kids on one side. Then you have the, the wife on the other side. That in itself is enough, but you also have the... Uh, the biological mom or, you know, your ex that's, you know, causing pressure because the kids are complaining to her. And so Mm -hmm. she's, she's causing pressure. And then we also have a a close family. I do on my side, not only are they close um, uh, knit, but they're also live close. They're next door neighbors to us. And so we have grandparents and aunts and uncles who get involved because the kids visit there often and they're complaining. And so I literally had an entire family on one side with pressure the, the, my spouse, Lori, uh, pressure, the kids pressure, the ex's pressure. I mean, it was crazy. It, it was absolutely more than I could almost deal with. And, uh, at one point I even, you know, kind of exploded on everybody and was like, look, y'all have got to back off. Uh, I can't deal with everybody's problem at one time because what, what tends to happen is you start out with one problem, like you were, your scenario with the kid, you know, uh, bullying another kid. Well, the problem uh, right then is the fact that you have a kid bullying other other kids. But when when the uh, step parent steps in and they start doing things that the other parent may see as being confrontational, now you have more than one problem to deal with. Now it's the kid's problem and the step uh, mom problem or stepdad problem, and so it can quickly just mushroom out of control. Yeah, I bet. And so when you guys started implementing this plan, I bet you felt a world of relief, right? Oh my gosh. I felt like I had won the lottery. (laughs) And you you know, one thing that we talk about in the Nacho Kids Academy is having, you feel like you don't have control, but then you realize the ultimate control is being able to control how you react to situations that you can't control. Yes, that is a hundred percent true. (laughs) Man, I, I nacho Walmart now. <laughs> <laughs> I have learned so much from this, and it's really helped me to um, not waste my time or energy 
on things that don't deserve it. Yeah, things that we can't change. Thing that's a hundred percent true. And I actually just spoke with somebody on an interview about an hour ago who was saying the same thing. Learn to worry about only the things that you have control over and the things that you don't, it's silly because we drain our energy worrying about those things. Now, um, I know that the concept came to you from therapy and you had that conversation, um, but but really that's all, right? This whole entire thing was was you guys, what you created, right? Yes, ma'am. That's, that's really amazing. Um, so how long did it take? Because I know you started joking around and Nacho Kids and... And when did you, when did something click in your head to actually create a program to help other people with this? David um, created the Nacho Kids website for me to kind of vent. Mm. And then I was in some stepmom groups. And once I realized how much it was helping us, I started sharing it. And the next thing you know, there's a Nacho group on Facebook. I've got people messaging me, wanting information. Um, you know, we, we knew that, well, I knew that I I needed to share it with other people because in my mind, this could take the 72% failure rate and help it. You know, I mean, we can do something with this, you know, in the beginning, we didn't think before we had our problems, we would not have considered nacho. We wouldn't have thought that it would have been beneficial, but reality again hit And I guess um, we tried like the one-on-one coaching calls, but that limited us to the number of people we could help. And so, uh, sorry, September of last year, we launched what we call the Nacho Kids Academy. So let's talk about that a little bit, um, because I I really, by the way, I, I commend you both for what you're doing. I always feel like if if you figured something out. We need to share it and help other people because people are suffering for all kinds of reasons today in this world. And if you have a gift, if you have something you created, you need to share that message. And so uh, you created Nacho Kids Academy. Was that 2011 you created it? No, just last year. Oh, just last year. So, so mm-hmm. okay. So the regular Nacho Kids website's been up for a while. Okay. So just last year you create the Academy. Who is this for? Because I know... There's a lot of blended families maybe that that don't struggle with this, but I think more than not, more people do. So is it for is it specifically for those of us who, who can't keep our mouths shut and who, <laughs> who don't know how to not get involved? Like, who, who are you guys helping here? We're helping mainly the step parents that are struggling in the blend. Mm. And we're helping them to learn or to find a role that suits them in their blend. You know, there's, we say there's different levels of nachoing and, you know, one of those levels may be, well, I just don't cook for the kids because all they do is complain about my cooking. You know, and somebody else, it may benefit them like it did me to where I completely disengaged for a full year. And then I was able to slowly re-engage with the stepkids after I built a bond with them. And now they tell me stuff they don't even tell their parents. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Well, it's also, it's also interesting to note that what people often see as being a stepkid problem uh, sometimes is not a stepkid problem. It's actually a problem with the biological parent not uh, stepping up and, and taking part in that parental role that they should be in. Uh, and we like, we like for people to identify that themselves. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that way it's not like Lori's bashing the bio parents. It's, you know well, what about, what does dad think about this? And, you know, the next thing you know, somebody's like, 
wait a minute, it's not the kids that's driving me crazy. It's my husband right. and his lack of parenting. Right, yeah. lack of discipline. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I totally, if, if a parent is not disciplining at all the way they need to, the step-parent is definitely going to be upset. Um, of course, it also affects other kids in the house. So, like, I'm sure in your situation, um, maybe, and, and I don't know, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but... Lori, maybe you were, sounds like you were a little bit more um, in your parental role as far as being a little bit more strict and structured. And uh, David, you let them have a little bit more freedom. And so when you all live together, that's difficult because Lori, if you're punishing your son for an offense, like let's say jumping on the couch because you didn't raise him to jump on the couch, but David is letting his kids jump on the couch, that your son might have some resentment because why is he not allowed to do this when the other kids are. Was that an issue for you guys? Oh, yes, definitely. And, you know, that can be with anything. Of course. To where she got him a chocolate milk at the store and she didn't get us one or, you know, anything like that. And it's like I always told my son, you know, I'm your mom. Yeah. He's their dad. My responsibility is to parent you. His responsibility is to parent his kids. And, no, they don't like it, but the older they get, they understand it. And one of the best conversations I think we've had with one of the stepkids, we actually did a video with him too, was we said, how would you feel if your dad loved my son as much as he loved you? And his response was, that would offend me. Mm. He's my dad. You know, he should love me differently than he loves his stepson. You know, but everybody pushes this. You have to love them the same. Right. You know, but you, you, you can't, you don't, my, you know, I've got two sisters and my parents loved us all differently. <laughs> That's you know, very that true. It's just, you just have different bonds with people. Well, tell me this, and we're going to, I still want to talk about Nacho Kids Academy, but. I know uh, we jumped off that. <laughs> That's okay. I know we went off on a tangent, but I actually want to ask you now that I'm thinking of it with the kids, when you did start to put this system into place in your own household, Tell me what happened with the kids. Tell me what kind of differences you noticed with them when you disengaged. And, and just take me through that process of disengagement and then re-engagement again. Well, when she initially disengaged, uh, I mean, the kids, I don't know that they immediately noticed um, anything. I mean, I, I did, obviously. But I think it didn't take very long before they were like, well, I wonder why she's not involved. You know, I wonder why she's not in the in the living room or eating dinner with us and and so there started to, to be some questions, uh, but at the same time, they also realized that there was not that um, those fights that were going on or struggles of, you know, she's asking me to do this and I don't want to do it or who, is, who does she think she is? She's not my mom, whatever. I don't think they ever really said that to her, but I'm sure that's what they thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a lot of times they were more passive aggressive than anything, just not doing things and then complaining to me later or even worse, complaining to somebody outside the family, you yeah. know, like, like their mom or, or whatever. And then I'd get a nasty email or a text message about it. And, uh, and that went on for a little while, but you know, it didn't take them long to realize things were changing. And, you know, I recall even having a conversation with them one evening, uh, you know, they were saying, wow, things are, things are really different around here. I'm not sure what's going on or why it's happening, but we, we like the fact that we don't feel that tension in the air anymore and that everybody seems to be a lot happier. Wow. Good, good. And then take me through then when, when Lori, when you started to re-engage with the kids, you said it took about a year. Um, How did you know you were ready and, and how did that work? 
Well, um, I do want to address that during that year, um, you know, a lot of people say nacho kids means nacho kids, nacho problem. And that's not really the case. You know, if the kids came to me and asked me something, I was never just ignored them. It was more of go ask your dad, Mm -hmm. you know, or things of that nature. So it's, it's not any type of neglect or anything like that with the kids. But I decided um, I was in actually watching House Hunters International. That was my retreat <laughs> when I needed to escape the blended life. I mean, really, I wanted to go raise goats and sell goat cheese <laughs> on a mountain somewhere. <laughs> but man, that looks really appealing when you're dealing with a yes. blended family. Yes. <laughs> I can live in that shack, no problem. And I remember sitting there one day, and I heard them all, and they're laughing. Now, you have to remember, my son was here all the time, so... He was in there with them. And so my disengaging actually took time away from my son. And he didn't care, but I did. And I was sitting in there watching House Hunters International, and all of a sudden I hear them in there all laughing. And I was like, oh, must be nice to, you know, enjoy life and just everybody's all happy, you know. (laughs) And then I was like, wait a minute. I can be a part of that. And so I got up, and I went in there, and I was like, you know, what are y'all doing? Or what's so funny? And just slowly started, you know, I don't want to say engaging, but um, interjecting myself a little. And, you know, maybe 15 minutes later, one of them would do something that I felt the need to say something about, and I would just leave the room. I'm I'm telling you, I would disappear like Houdini. (laughs) Because that was the easiest way for me to keep my mouth shut. You know, I'd go do laundry, just whatever. But I started feeling alone, I guess. And so I wanted to be a part of the fun that we used to have in the beginning. And it wasn't uh, instantaneous. I'm going to run in here. I love y'all. Life's great again. You know, it was a day by day, minute by minute thing. And still to this day, there are things that I nacho, even though I've pretty much fully reengaged. There's certain things that I just know that it will benefit nobody for me to step in. So I just have to stay out of it. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, there, it's a lot of practice and it's a lot of self-reflection. And it's yours was a very extreme case, right? Because you were very, you got to the point where you were very unhappy and, and your, your marriage was being threatened. And so, um, and I think for a lot of people, maybe it won't be as drastic of a case. And you may not need to disengage for a year. But like what Lori's saying, uh, this is for the listeners, is just just be patient and take time. And you don't have to fully disengage. But knowing, being able to mentally go through that process of knowing, okay, this, this is not my problem right now. This is not something for me to deal with, actually takes a lot of pressure off of you if you can learn how to do that. And, um, and also knowing that it doesn't need to be all the time. You can have short bursts of time when, when things are good, you can be engaged. And when things get difficult, you can step away. And I think that that is a skill that everybody really needs to learn in every family in every blended family. Um, so I think that what you guys are doing is really, really important. So let's circle back around to Nacho Kids Academy because this is your life's work. This is what you guys have been working for. Tell me what the Academy is. So the, the Academy is a membership site that uh, you, know, you sign up for the membership and you get inside and there is uh, video training 
So you can go in and you can you can watch videos of me and Lori talking about all sorts of topics and problems that blended families have and how to address those. You know, everything from, you know, how uh, uh, the male feels in the relationship and what his responsibilities and roles are and, and things he should look out for uh, to, you know, holiday challenges, yeah, challenges with schedules and. Uh, I mean, just the, you know, you, you name it, we, we have the videos in there or we have them, uh, on the roadmap to be done. Cause we're, we're constantly putting content in there. Uh, and, and it's been, it's been amazing. And on top of that, not, not just the videos, but you also, we also have a community in there. So we have forums where, uh, people are protected, uh, from, you know, all the craziness out there that you see on Facebook and everything. So it's a private forum. They can change their name if they don't want to be known by their real name so that nobody knows who they are and they can have honest uh, conversations and feedback about what's going on in their family and things they need help on. And uh, sometimes it's, it's Lori and myself helping them. Sometimes it's other members jumping in and, and helping out. But it's just, uh, it's not just learning how to, um, what we call nacho, or the benefits of it, but it's also that community piece that people are actually uh, actively involved in trying to help the situation and not just saying, oh, you have this problem. Well, if I was you, I would leave him. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that is not the answer uh, all the time. And it, and people get, uh, you know, I tell Lori a lot when, when your problem and you don't have to live by the consequences, a lot of time people are very quick to give you bad advice. Yeah, and we have um, two Q&A calls a month, and we're actually going to have an extra one this month for couples because we have a few members that their husbands are on board or their significant others are on board, that they are nachoing, and, you know, they're trying to improve the blend, and so they want to be a part of it and understand it better. David actually did one of the courses for the men only, um, you know, speaking to the bio parent to help them understand nachoing and how it's not, I hate your kids. It's more of you're the parent. Let me be the cool aunt or whatever. Let me treat them as a friend's kid and let me build a bond with them before I try to jump into, you know, a deeper role with them. Wow. Yeah. And I think that that is definitely something that people need because it's really hard to figure this stuff out. You don't know what is the right thing to do. How much should we be involved? How much should we not? So I think that that's extremely helpful. And David, what you said about, um, I love that you do in your forum where people could change their names. I'm having a slight problem in my Facebook community because, and I try so hard to keep it a very positive place. And I do try to go on there and I have people letting me know if something, you know, they'll report a post if it's negative. Um, but you're absolutely right. Everybody has opinions and sometimes people throw out their opinion, not really knowing all of the circumstances of somebody's situation. And sometimes people can be very insensitive to that. And I, I think that it's really important that people know that there is support out there. You know, the blended family support system is fairly new, I think. And there are more things popping up, and I, that's why I'm really glad to have found you guys. But I think that people do need to be more mindful about what they're throwing out there that's negative towards other people because you really don't know what somebody is going through or how difficult it is if you're not in their shoes. So I love that you're doing that, and I love the um, anonymity there for people if they choose that. 
Uh, what is the cost of the Nacho Kids Academy? Currently, it is $39 a month. Yeah, or you can sign up annually. It's three, $390 for an annual. So no, I think it's cheaper than that. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Cause it, it was, it's, you know, a discount if you do the whole year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's, that's wonderful, but they can pay monthly. And I know that you guys are so gracious enough to extend an offer. So for the listeners today, listening to this show, if you want to go check out Nacho Kids Academy and you use the promo code BFP, all in capital letters, like blended family podcast, BFP at checkout, you're going to get your first month for only 19 so it's kind of a no-brainer. You guys go in there and check it out. Uh, Lori and David, can they cancel any time? Yes. Okay. They can cancel any time. Um, all they have to do is shoot us an email saying, I'd like to cancel my membership. And, you know, of course, we're going to ask them why because we want feedback. We want to know if the academy can be improved any or if, um, you know, they just ended their blended relationship. You know, what can we do to help to make things better. And one of the things when we started the Academy was, okay, we wanted to make sure that people were safe to share their story. And we wanted to make sure that we were teaching how to nacho properly, because if you don't do it right or with the right intentions, it's going to go haywire and create so many problems. And you were talking about the Facebook groups. Oh my gosh, they're crazy. Sometimes I know you experienced that. And I've got people in there that, like David said, will be like, oh, no, just leave them. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. <laughs> that's yeah. not that's not what we're promoting here. You know, we're promoting how to nacho. And a lot of people will get offended if you tell them that what they're doing is not in the path of nachoing. It's not part of it. And they're like, well, that's what I'm going to do. Well, that's fine. But you're <laughs> not going to learn how to nacho by choosing your own path. Right. That's, that's right. You gotta, you gotta follow a professional that's already been the path, which is what you guys have been doing. And you guys have perfected this over the years. And that's why I think it's so incredible. Uh, and for the listeners, again, if you can get the first month for only $19, go in there, poke around, see if it's for you. But if it is for you, stay there and learn from these folks because they really know what they're talking about and they really improved their own blended family life by doing this. So see, of course, if it's for you. And you know, uh, I'm sure that you guys have plenty of people that maybe eventually stop because they've really mastered how to do it eventually. You know, after maybe they're on your platform for a certain amount of months or years or whatever, they probably learn all the right ways to nacho and then they can maybe go out and, uh, and really enjoy and have a peaceful family. So I think that the work that you guys are doing is incredible. Uh, tell me, for the listeners out there, how can they find you? What is the best way? The best way to find us is through the nachokids.com page. Okay. That's where we put all the blogs. There is a link to the Academy there and there's a contact us button mm -hmm. so they can, um, you know, send us an email directly, which is also something that they can do in the community as well. You can private message in the community. And, um, that's probably the, I'd say the best way to contact us is I really, the Facebook group is good in a lot of ways, but the bad outweighs the good sometimes. And if they're <laughs> wanting, you know, to, learn the most they can as quick as they can. And with support that we you know we directly can offer them, then the Facebook group just isn't the place to do that. No, yeah. I mean, we, we've had members that have been in the Facebook group for a year and they joined the Academy. And, and we had one lady literally said, 
within 24 hours, she's gotten uh, more results in the academy than she got in a year of trying to figure things out through the Facebook group. Wow. And I do want to mention, you know, if somebody's in the academy and they learned a nacho and they had the success and they're learning to share it with others, you know, we are uh, open to having people stay in and not us not charge them for that once they learn the process because they're helping other people do the same thing that we're doing. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. If you're going to try to turn this into something much bigger where you can have other people maybe in other states or areas kind of teach this method because this is really, really helpful. But, of course, you have your membership site, and that's that's anybody can reach that. That's just wonderful. And I'm going to go ahead and add all of your links to the show notes as well. Um, but before we go, I just would like you guys to leave the listeners with, like, one last piece of advice or words of encouragement. Hmm. So my, my piece of advice would be from a dad standpoint, um, oftentimes the, the spouse or the wife or the significant other, maybe if you're not married, oftentimes the complaints I hear is that, you know, he's not stepping up to be a parent. And it, the, the funny part of that is not really funny, but uh, usually the reason why or one of the reasons why he's not stepping up is because the stepmom in this situation is taking too much control and they're and they're not stepping back. And so it doesn't give the dad an opportunity to hone those skills of being a parent because he's he's not in a position where that's part of his responsibility. And so it's it's very important to understand what you're responsible for and then what you're accountable for. Those are two very different things. And so learning that role uh, between the two of you is is a very, very important uh, part of nachoing. And I would say not everyone fits the societally defined and accepted role of a stepmom and do not feel pressured to be that. You can create your own role. You have to figure out what works for you and your blend. And it's okay to not love the stepkids like your own because they're not. Well, that's really great advice. And uh, David, your advice just kind of like just hit me right in the face because <laughs> because that's one of my problems. I mean, really, it's that that I am not letting my husband really have the space to parent the way he needs to. I, I'm I'm always in his ear. And I'm not letting him figure stuff out on his own. And so uh, that was advice that I think I definitely needed to hear. So I am as definitely going to be checking out the Nacho Kids Academy. I really think that you guys are doing amazing work. I thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, for the listeners, again, nachokidsacademy.com. All of the links will be in the show notes. You can get on their website, get to, uh, well, actually, I should say nachokids.com. But there's also nachokidsacademy.com, and the link is in both. I think you can get back and forth there. They do a newsletter. They do the monthly subscription. Use BFP as a promo code and get it for the first month for only $19. You guys can't go wrong. Check it out. Support these guys. And uh, I hope to have you guys back on again in the future. Absolutely. Awesome. And we look forward to seeing you in the Academy. Great. <laughs> Thank you so much. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.